Hey everybody, welcome to Beach Theory. Hey. This is episode six, I think, of season two. Wow. This is That's we're a lot already of like seasons. well into season two. And episodes. Well, how many episodes do we have in season one? I don't remember. I don't even know. <laughs> it was a lot. But uh, I don't know if season two is gonna be more or not. Yeah, I don't either. This will be interesting. I did want to do something, however, because yeah. I feel like our podcast life is so different than our everyday life and like what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. We basically We'll plan maybe one day a week when we've run out of podcasts to film po- more podcasts. Yeah. But I was like, hey, we should tell what we filmed in the past week every time we like. At the beginning of yeah. each podcast. Yeah. Like, what did we film this past week? Because we filmed we've a bunch of Zelda videos, Zelda Link's Awakening. I filmed uh, 24 hours as a baby you where Ryan had to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I am so <laughs> excited. I cannot wait for the premiere. Oh, and just yesterday we got interviewed by ABC4 News. Yeah, it has been a interesting week. And, you know, I th- I feel like we are the types of people that just work our butts off and then we forget what we've done. And we just feel like if we don't get something done that day, it's we're failures, you know. Right. And I'm like, I was just thinking, no, we need to, like, give ourselves a pat on the back and be like, Look at all the things we've done this week. We're, we're we are very productive people, you know. Well, we kind of have to be in order to I know continue to see the success <laughs> in our life that we want. But I'm just saying, like, I think it's good to recognize what we have done and not always just be like waiting for the next thing because we'll never be satisfied, yeah. and we won't be ever we won't ever be satisfied. But what we can do is recognize what we have done and appreciate that. Well, when you say we won't be satisfied, it makes it sound like we're not content with the amount of work That's that we're true. doing. Like, <laughs> we might not ever be like, okay, we're officially done. We're never going to film again. But we are We are satisfied in the terms of like, I really feel really good about what we got done yeah. today. Yeah, that's like, true. That was very satisfying to be able to I mean, but like something. if we miss a day and we don't end up filming, those are the days that it's like, oh, we've failed. When in reality, we've still accomplished so much. You know maybe I mean? we did like school with the kids or maybe yeah. we sold the vehicle or, or like that week we filmed hard. i don't know 15 videos but it's like taking a day off we don't ever say we're gonna take a day off on this day we don't do that no so it's always out of necessity it's yeah. usually like a we have to do this stuff yeah and and so then we'll we'll do it and sometimes that means we didn't get any filming done that day but yeah it's usually justified so, um, anyways, we filmed, oh, oh, we filmed a drive-through switch prank on the Beck and Ryan show. I guess this week has kind of been focused on the Beck and Ryan show. That's about it, right? Well, I filmed Here's with the Ryan. baby. Here, hand me the baby. He's okay. so cute. I filmed with <sighs> Ryan and Shinoe and Jessica um, last weekend on the first of November. Um, 20 episodes for the beach house a big series treasure hunt and so because we're so far ahead now on the beach house we're kind of like focusing all of our extra efforts on our other channels which is really nice actually to be able to do that because most of the time we're like scrambling to make sure we get the beach house because that's our channel that makes the most money the most important so we're like top priority beach house videos always and then because of that we run out of time and we don't always have time to film our other channels but now because we're so far ahead on the beach house it's like oh 
we don't even have to think about that. We can just work on all our other and channels. It's kind of which weird, is nice. honestly. I mean, it's nice, but it's a little bit weird. I keep thinking, oh, we gotta film for a beach house <laughs> 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 in like this panic mode. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, today we are talking about 1997. Yeah, childhood memories, experiences. What happened that year? We're still kind of delving into our past life. It feels like a whole nother life. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it really does. It doesn't feel like... I mean, Because I'm a different person now. I'm a different person too. And like just we've gone through so much and we've progressed so much and... Life is 100% different than it was back then. Yeah. And I think we're just a lot more mature and a lot older and capable to do more Michael's amazing messing things. with my mic. Well, I could use a little bit of help, but <laughs> your hands are full. So <laughs> there we go. I think that'll work. Um, hopefully the audio sounds good for you guys. Yeah. And we also have video to go along with it. And you can see Becca's bouncing max on her legs right Woo-hoo. now trying to help manage baby and record podcasts. Yep. And hold is, the mic with my foot. Which is never easy. <laughs> hey, Ellie, you can stop can that. Can you go get those wipes? We'll set them on the other part <laughs> of it. We'll just use whatever we got around here. So the last thing we talked about was my family. We went on a big road trip um, during the summer of 1996. And that fall, we came back home and I went back to public school for the fourth grade year. Um and I remember fourth grade being a lot more comfortable than third grade. I don't remember getting picked on as much. Um, in fact, my mom listened to episode five and she or episode the four. I can't remember which. And she was like, I remember you being bullied. Does I remember, she? Yeah, she told me. She's like, I remember you telling me about that. And I remember I was like really, really concerned for you. Yeah, she actually said that we had parent. This is all stuff I don't remember, but she was like, you need to say this so that people don't think I just didn't care about oh. you. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I didn't leave it out because I was just being neglectful. Like I legitimately know. don't remember, but apparently she had some parent teacher conferences and they brought it up. And I guess the teacher's response to her, and this is what she told me. She said the, t- the teachers told her, basically there's really nothing we can do. That's terrible. Yeah. Like somebody's getting bullied, beat up actually punched and kicked yeah. and you and the teachers were like we really can't do anything they what? they talked to the kids parents and the kid about it but wow but as far as like making it stop obviously they can't make it stop. force somebody to be nice i guess and so my mom i remember wow. she she told me she's like so i asked the teacher can he fight back and what would you do if he did they and, can't do anything and that was their response <laughs> well we can't really do anything so it was kind well. of like she probably was like, you saying, can beat him up. It's okay. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now it makes more sense why I remember being told, just punch him back. Well, now Wait, so she did say that. She, she, said, she filled in the blanks a little bit uh-huh. by saying what would happen if he fought back. And, and the teacher said, well, we can't do anything about that. Um, so in the last podcast, I said somebody, and I don't remember who gave me the advice to fight back. Well... Now I know why they gave me that advice. And we actually would wrestle a lot. And I remember getting like some boxing gloves or whatever, just pretending and playing with the family. And maybe that was part of the reason why. So Wow. I just, that makes me happy actually. Because I do think sometimes people just have to stand up for themselves Mm -hmm. and not let people bully them. And they are not naturally 
inclined to punch someone in the face. But if they sh keep getting punched in the face over and over again, I would also do the same thing that your mom did. I would encourage you to just defend yourself. Defend you know? yourself or get out of the situation. If you can get out of the situation, it's always going to be better. But yeah. if you can't leave the situation, don't let people walk all over well, you. Okay. I guess in my mind, I've always been this justice person. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Or, or like... If I see something unfair, I'm going to say something about it. Yeah. If it's completely unfair and totally rude and out of like, it's not okay to do something, then I'm going to say something about it. I'm not somebody who's just going to stand back and be like, <laughs> I'm scared. Like yeah. I, I'm not like that. Probably because I was, I had Andrew as my older brother and Ryan as my older brother and then Steven as my younger brother. And that's like, I was surrounded by boys all the time and they're rough and like I had to defend myself as a girl and like all growing up I just felt that exact same way I was like if somebody beats up on my family they're gonna hear about it from me like it, if I was in your family and I was ever around those people would have been pretty sad <laughs> like, and I'm not like threatening I'm just saying like I would have defended you yeah I would have defend. I will defend my my family, and I. It just makes me sad to hear that. Like, I don't know. I'm glad you. I'm glad they stopped doing that to you. I think I think I get triggered when I see people bullying other people because it reminds me of my the vulnerability of my. Isn't youth. that so funny? I feel like triggered is such a new word that everybody's using all the time. Triggered. Triggered. Is that new or is that just me? No, I think, I don't know. We just, you're just more aware of it now maybe than you were before. But like when I see a kid getting picked on or bullied, like I just want to come in and take those kids out. Like show them, you know, I don't like, know. It's like from your childhood now you're like, now I can make sure this doesn't happen to anybody yeah. that's around me. Yeah, because when I was a little kid, I was just super scrawny and just afraid of everything. And so now that I'm in a position where it's like, I'm not afraid of anybody or I'm not afraid of kids, especially <laughs> um, like oh. I see six year olds that are picking on another six year old that's younger or smaller than them. And I'm like, come oh, here, no. I'll, sh I'll show you, you know, and maybe they have a reason. Maybe they're picked on. I don't know. But ultimately, I just can't stand this it. This makes you sound like an adult that goes around beating up kids. <laughs> well, it, I only brought it up because it reminded me of the story. Didn't your dad do that one Oh, time? <laughs> he did. And that is a little bit later. That was in like 2000, the year 2000. But <laughs> And honestly, like before you get into that story, when I heard about that story, I was like, man, I think I might do that same thing as a dad. If you were, if, if, you, I if was our in kids were going position, to public school and Yeah, like bullied. if I saw someone picking on bullying one of my kids, boy, mm -hmm. I'd take him out so fast. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta, I mean, within reason, right? Because we are adults and they are kids, but it's just defending your family, protecting your family. And I think it's sad because a lot of kids do bully other kids but it's because of their parents that are that way you know Maybe the like, kids parents are bullies and so then they become bullies is that what you're saying yeah well i mean well i'm sure that originate from nothing i, I think. think any anyone that's a bully probably ha i mean like probably i'd be surprised if they didn't have something in their life that was bullying them that somebody. was hurting them 
Yeah. And then to find some type of a relief there. Totally. Hurting other people to make themselves feel better or whatever. There's always a reason. No one's just a mean person just because they love being mean. Like some kids go through a lot, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. Nothing, Nothing justifies bullying, but at least if you understand the person and maybe why it can help you at least and let's clarify a couple things you don't our kids haven't gotten bullied so we've never really been bullied by each other they've bullied each other (laughs) and occasionally sometimes that's just as bad or worse i know and occasionally they've bullied other kids like in nursery or something like where they're very young and we have to explain to them don't do that but we haven't ever run into a situation where we're like I just want to like kick that kid's butt, <laughs> you know, or like do like we're never like that, and our kid we're very careful too, um, to make sure that our kids are treating other kids nicely. And if we find out that they haven't been, they get in trouble, because obviously it's it's two two sided, like it's not just one sided. And I want to make sure that our kids are being the type of kid that. I want other kids, you know, like treating other people the way that I want them to be treated. I think maybe, and especially in our kids' situations, like they don't know better or maybe they, you know, they just aren't aware socially what's acceptable. And so they might be mean to another person, you know, that they otherwise, I don't know. They haven't had a lot of, I mean, they have had experiences being around a lot of other kids because of YouTube actually with all of our other YouTube friends, but like at school specifically, I don't think they've had a lot of, I mean, they haven't been to public school, so they don't get like what I got as a kid, which is, oh, I see that one kid getting bullied or being left out. And I, I remember my mom being like, if you see kids that are being left out and that want to be part but of like the group, but people are being mean to them, you go hang out with them and treat them nicely and make sure that they feel good and included, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's something that our kids haven't really experienced too much of because they're just home all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, they experience other things that I never experienced, so... Do you want to talk about what your dad did? Oh. You don't have to. If you don't, I don't know. If it's not dad. the same year at all. But um, my dad, that's true, it's related. Um, My dad, uh, there was this kid, and I'm not going to say his name because... Doesn't matter. (laughs) Go on. Anyways, there was this kid, and he kept saying, like, crude things to me, and was, it was, like, flirtatious in a really bad way. Um, How old were you? I was nine or ten, and he kept saying all these things, and then he would butt in line in front of me or my brother Stephen and one day he did that and Stephen I think stood up to him and was like don't do that to my sister or something and he punched Stephen in the stomach I think I hope I'm remembering this all right but um it and then after school something happened and like I think I think he took Stephen's bike like he was being a bully to Stephen big time and to me I was just like I think I was standing up to him, but he was like, he was like a big kid. Like he was actually really big, like overweight. And as a little boy intimidating. and intimidating and yeah. rude and just like, so anyways, 
um, at the time I wasn't, I don't know. I think I stood up to him and yelled at him or something, but like we were both kind of upset and my dad came to pick us up at school <laughs> and we went out to the car and we're like, dad, this boy did this, 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 and this. And my dad was like, he did what? And he's like, show me where he is. And so like <laughs> he went in the school and he went down the hallway, he found the kid and he lifted up the kid from like by his collar and held him up against the wall and said, don't you ever treat my kids that way. <laughs> and the principal saw him and was like, come to my office. <laughs> he got in trouble. He got sent to the principal's office and the principal was like, listen, you can never do that to any kids. I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're beating up your kids. You can never, ever, ever do that to any kids ever again. And she said, I'm really sorry that that happened with your kids getting like bullied from him, but you are in trouble. <laughs> don't ever do that again. And dad left very like solemn. <laughs> Which I laugh about it now, but at the time, even if that happened today, I would be like, oh my goodness, he might even get like sent to prison or something like that would be so, so bad. Totally, totally. But thankfully, he just left us alone from that day on because he knew that our dad was very protective of us. (laughs) But when I hear about stuff like that, I'm like, man it's a good thing our kids aren't in public school because i just don't think i would be able to know if you could handle it i don't know if i could put up with that just because yeah. i it's just so wrong like well you know your boundaries you know your limits and it's a good thing we do homeschool like yeah. we've even had a, i guess we have had a tiny bit of i would call it teasing not bullying just like where we're living now um but the sad part is it's been with Charlie a little bit and that hurts so bad because he's like the sweetest little boy, but he was taking what they were, some little kids were teasing him and he was taking it very seriously and not recognizing that they, if he were to just embrace what they were teasing him with, they would completely stop because it was fun because he resisted so hard. Like, And I think that's something that I recognized very early on and was like, oh, they'll leave me alone if I just... If it doesn't hurt. If it doesn't hurt. If I don't let it affect me, they're like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. (laughs) So I think that's something that our kids haven't learned yet. Um, But I think it's super important. And so, (laughs) especially with me as their mom, I am so... I'm a big tease. So... But you never do it because no, you get a, react, a bad reaction. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally, Occasionally. There are times where like, Becca, you need to stop. <laughs> well, but it's never mean. It's always like. You're always doing it to be funny, to but be sometimes funny. they take it in a bad way. Yes, but then that is exactly the time where I'm like, they need to learn. There's like, a difference. Because right. this is different when it's their mom teasing them than if a, another kid teases them and they take it seriously like i would rather have them learn that lesson from me than anyone else because i have this undying love for them those other people that are gonna say that or do those things don't (laughs) you know so i think it's important to learn so now i'm just gonna let you know i have to tease all the kids mercilessly so just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) 
So this is not at all what I was planning on talking about today, by the, the way. The year 1997 bullying. <laughs> well, because I was just, we, we talked about that on the last video and I was kind of just wanting to clarify something and then it just totally overtook this whole yeah. episode. That's okay. That's how our life is. <laughs> so I want to talk about fourth grade. Unpredictable. Fourth grade, I felt like I was getting a lot more comfortable. I had a lot more friends. I don't remember getting bullied at all in the fourth grade. Yeah. Like, Did just, you have the same people in the class? I don't think there was one person who was the same in my fourth grade year. Oh, wow. It was all different. But was it a different school? Same school. But oh, th- this was the year great. when we were all out in portables. We were in those. Oh, yeah. Portables. They called it's them like portables. The basically a trailer, trailer yeah. school classroom. Um, but that was the year that I sewed jean legs onto my arm sleeves, <laughs> onto my shirt, because I thought it was cool. <laughs> Your mom chopped off some pants, and then you were like, I don't want to throw these away. I want to add them to my sleeves. <laughs> oh, good times. I'll make sure to make you one of those. And all my friends thought I was weird. <laughs> what the heck? Um, but yeah, and I had a, there was a couple girls in that class that I liked. There was a little... Ch- Asian girl that I liked and then there's another little black girl that I liked <laughs> and uh, they both liked me oh why am I not surprised you're such a ladies man <laughs> <laughs> oh man I was such a nerd and I had like these big huge buck front teeth both of my front teeth were just like sticking way out and I lost the ones on the sides so it was just like even more exaggerated yeah. and they poked out really far like they weren't straight and big they like poked out oh really yeah so I just like, I don't know. I just had really I bad I think teeth. James has had that for a little while, but he's finally got his teeth on the either side growing in. And I feel like it's making the gap in his front teeth like get Go smaller. Yeah. And it's also making his, them not look like buck teeth because now he has other teeth around them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard age still. Just because I remember at that age looking in the mirror and being like, man, I don't just not having good self-esteem, not, not thinking that I looked good as a person. Aww. And I don't know. That's never a good thing. Yeah. I th- I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, I look cute. That's true. <laughs> you, d- you do. And you do. And you always have. <laughs> but I remember thinking, I'm so frustrated because actually in 1997, um, I was living in Spanish Fork and we had... We went to public school and my mom and dad had like... Jo- had a big chunk of money saved up but then um somebody kind of swindled them and was like i need that money that thirty thousand dollars or whatever as an investment into our business and they were like you're gonna get such a high return on your investment you're gonna love it and then they ran away with the money and my mom and dad actually ended up having to go bankrupt because of somebody else and it wasn't their fault at all like it was so sad because it was the first time I remember ever having money, like, enough for clothes, like, school clothes. Like, most of the time it was hand-me-downs from people in our ward, our church. And, like, it was a big, big deal at the time. I remember talking to my mom and being like, Mom, can I go to the store and get some clothes? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, what? You always say no. You always say no. And she's like, yeah, let's go get some. And it was just for me, like... I think it was like not even at the beginning of the school year. There were there were only there was only really one time when we would get new clothes and it was at the very beginning of the school year, one new outfit for school. But this wasn't during the beginning of the school year. It was like a couple months in. 
And so it was so crazy to me that I got another new outfit. And then we went bankrupt. And it wasn't because of the new outfit. <laughs> you bought so many clothes. And I bought so many clothes when I went bankrupt. No, it was one new outfit. And then very soon after that, I remember we lost all of our money. And I remember my mom and dad sold a nicer new car that we had. And I remember that um, we ended up getting an older vehicle. We lost our house or didn't lose it, but we moved because we couldn't afford it anymore. And we went bankrupt. And basically we ended up at a rental in a very small house. And I think all the girls were in one room, all the boys were in another. We might have had more bedrooms than that, but. It is was, this in Fountain Green? Yeah. Okay. And um, with the landlord and and that, so that was basically 1997 to 1999. Oh, you guys were in that house for two years? No, sorry. 1997 to 1998, we were in Spanish Fork. And then in 1999, the very beginning of the school year, I remember it was when we moved to Fountain Green. Okay. Because of the bankruptcy. Oh, that was so hard. That was really difficult and... I think things changed. I think my parents went from having an attitude of plenty to scarcity. Like everything went scarce because we didn't have the money. We didn't have mm. what we needed. I think we had food stamps at that time. Like, And I just remember my mom and my dad struggling so much. And at that time, they still had nine kids at home. Yeah. And actually, Shinaway was born in Fountain Green. So at that time, we had eight kids at home. And your mom would have been pregnant soon after that, huh? Yep. Wow. And and she had a miscarriage. And she... Before Shinaway? Um, right after Shinaway, she had a miscarriage. And it was just like... Like a year after Shinaway or like right after Shinaway? Like a year after Shinaway. Who gets pregnant right after having a baby? No, it was, it was a little while after okay. Shinaway. But it was just one hit one huge hit after another that basically i feel like it it ran my parents down in hope um and they ended up being in we ended up being in that house in fountain green for a couple of years i think we were there from 1999 till 2001 the end of 2001 and um I just think that they didn't really want to be there. They had to be there. Yeah. And it just made it so sad. But every single place, I think this is really interesting. Every single place we lived in, my parents have made it better than when they found it. Uh-oh, nobody's pushing Max around. Hey! Corbin's getting on it. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, I feel like... They've taught me so much in their ability to still be happy, to still try, to still make things better than when they found them, even if they have nothing to make it, to make it really happen. I don't know. That's good. Being and thrifty. Have, oh yeah, totally being thrifty and figuring out ways to bless our family and like have the things we wanted or needed, even though to to they didn't have money to do it so like my dad just would trade and barter and do all these things to make us get what we needed and he actually worked at the dump 
at the time. Like, that was the job that he got right after he lost his job because uh, I think it was like we were just barely getting into investing or something. And then they took all of his money and then they went bankrupt. And then we were like, okay, we need a different job. And then he, I don't know, I, I'm foggy on those details because I would just remember like the main things of bankruptcy, losing money, losing the car, having to move, like, so I'm sure my mom and dad would be able to explain it a lot better, like what actually happened at that time. But I just remember like a lot of family council meetings and saying everything's gonna change. And I remember them saying, we're gonna move to the country. And I, all I could picture was everybody in overalls chewing on sticks of hay and like straw hat. <laughs> that was what I thought the country was because I was from the big city. You know what's so funny about your parents saying they're going to be moving to the country is... They might have not even said that, but then when I saw, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, I guess <laughs> compared to where I grew up in Florida, all of Utah is the country. <laughs> And so, like, That's the different, like, going from Spanish Fork or Springville or really anywhere in Utah County to Mount Pleasant, it's like, or, or to Fountain Green, that's not that big of a change in terms of moving to the country <laughs> relative to where I come from. They didn't have stores, though. So, I wouldn't say we're moving to the country because <laughs> we already lived in the country. You know when we first got there? All of Utah's hillbillies and hicks. <laughs> when we first got to Fountain Green, all they had was Terrell's. They did not have Walmart. Uh-huh. It was like... No, I, it's definitely like no country. Big, no big box store. Only not. mom and pop like country stores for grocery shopping. And the groceries were way more expensive because we were so far away from cities. Like, All right. So I guess I can see that a little bit more and having a probably bigger yard. Oh, and, and it was smaller back traffic. then. Like there was a lot less... But when you live things. in Spanish Fork, you're like, you have a lot of neighbors. There were stores a block on a away. City street. Like, I guess yeah, I can see the difference. Yeah, there. and then we moved to a place where there was literally no neighbors. <laughs> like, we were the only house. And then there was one on other house road. who was our landlord on that dirt road, like yeah. a block from our house. So it was two houses. Moving to I remember, country. like, when we first got <laughs> there, we would. Um, any cars we would hide from. Like we would jump off the side of the road and hide and wa wait for the car to go past. And then we're like, <sighs> I don't know why we did that. <laughs> like, oh, there's a car coming. Hide, That's a hide, fun hide. game. Yeah. I remember playing because that Because it was so rare that a car came. And then it felt weird when a car came. So we were all like hiding from them. I remember as a kid when we were living in Pine Hills around that same time, uh, playing basketball out on the street. Yeah. And then car and everyone would yep. get out of the road. That would be that was how it was. There was a car coming. Fork. Everybody <laughs> would yell car, <laughs> and then everybody down the streets like car, car, and everybody get out of the road. And then once the car goes by, then you all get back out on the street and yeah. play in the street all day. <laughs> that was just normal. I, I remember doing that too. But we lived on a street where literally people did not drive down the street unless they lived on yeah. the street. Because it wasn't a through street. That was how it was in Spanish Fork. Yeah. Like, and I've been to the house that you grew up in in Pine Hills, and I yeah. feel like the community, the neighborhood, was very similar to my house that I grew up in Spanish Fork. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like we had a similar experience that way. But then when we moved to the country, we were like one of two houses, and <laughs> there was a fish hatchery, too. <laughs> and it was like this big adventure if we went to the fish hatchery. 
Did you ever go fishing at the fish hatchery? I never got to, but I think my <laughs> brothers did. Probably not supposed to anyway. Yeah. What are you keep touching my nose for? Yeah, I keep seeing all these little fluffy hairballs all over your face and microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. I, I guess that's what happens cheap. when we podcast early in the morning. We're all still covered in <laughs> dust from the night before. <laughs> each other well i think that's it for today's podcast that's talking about bullies and bankruptcy and moving and yeah an update on our life today so thanks for tuning in 1997 you were how old i would have been 10 almost 11 okay wow the next episode we're going to talk about when my family moved to the country because we kind of moved to the country too we moved to a house on a busy road but it was in the middle of nowhere. We didn't and have a lot of neighbors. It's a busy road, but not like to your house. People weren't like, your house was gated and away from the road. It was basically, yeah. It's basically like a, like a country road. Like a, like a, that was the road that people used to drive through, but it's not like there was a lot of houses or things yeah. to do. It was just kind of a con- CR or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Okoya Popka Road. Anyway, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Thank you guys for tuning in to Beach Theory. I hope you guys liked it. Make sure to leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of season two. And we got a lot more fun coming your way very soon. All right. See you guys next time. Pod the game. Pod the game. <laughs> <laughs>